Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me on the Word Podcast today. Uh, again, let me just encourage you to uh, let everybody know about our time together like this. We have new people just about every day that are joining us. And, you know, once you get everything set up on your, particularly on a phone, the podcast will uh, notify you, download themselves, depends on how you set things up. And you can just grab it and spend about eight or nine or ten minutes uh uh, just reflecting upon what the Lord is saying. Uh, what we're looking at uh, of late here is out of the book of Galatians. And if you remember what's happening, uh, there's a problem within the churches of Galatia. Some people had come in, individual and a group of people had come in and had brought forth a different gospel. Okay, It was a different gospel that was distorted. It was a different gospel that was disturbing. And it was being done on purpose. And uh, it's we, we know what type of people it was, okay? Uh, Paul refers to them as being of the circumcision, okay? It was uh, Jewish people, often referred to as Judaizers, and they were seeking to do this. They were trying to bring the Gentile believers, true believers, under the authority of the Jewish law. And so that's what the entire book of Galatians is about, is this juxtaposition between the law and grace, Okay. Are you saved totally by grace and by faith, or must you be under the law first, and then you can be saved? Well, as Paul has already said, may it never be. <clears throat> we are saved by grace and grace alone. But there's some legitimate questions that were coming up, and he was dealing with them, and he was anticipating them. He was also uh, defending himself because apparently these Judaizers were uh, attacking him. And the reason we know that is because of what Paul was saying, particularly in the first and second chapter, but he carries it on through the third, how he's responding about things. And you'll see it all the way through the book. He'll mention himself and say something about himself, which is actually a response to something that had been said about him. So where we are now in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 19, he picks up uh, with a couple of questions, uh, which when you're, they were reading this letter, reading it out loud, by now people would have asked this question. So listen to what verse 19 says. It starts off with this. Why the law then? So he's just made a big point that we're saved by faith. Okay, We're saved by belief. We're saved in the same way that Abraham was saved. He believed God. He believed what God said. And it was reckoned unto him as righteousness. And Abraham believed that long, long before there was a law, before God granted the law. So the, the legitimate question that would pop up in one's mind is, well, why the law? Paul answers it, verse 19. It was added because of transgressions, having been ordained through the agency, uh, angels by the agency of a mediator until the seed would come to whom the promise had been made. Now, that's sort of a loaded sentence right there, particularly when you're just listening to it. What's being said here is that the law was added, was given to mankind because of transgressions, the transgressions that had occurred. And these were things which uh, mankind knew they should not do. For instance, they knew that they should not kill one another. That goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, okay, Adam and Eve and their offspring. But now the law 
came along and defined what sin was. And because of the previous transgressions and because of the need for the definition of what a transgression is, the law was given. And it came from God. It was ordained through angels by the agency of a mediator. The mediator was Moses. So Moses received this law through angels, apparently, and the law was in place until the seed would come, the seed that had been promised. And we saw in our last time together, in earlier in chapter 3, that the seed was the Lord Jesus Christ. It's point blank stated that way to where there could be no doubt in any way. Uh, verse 16 said that, and to your seed, that is Christ. So that's the reason that the law was given. Verse 20 says this, Now a mediator is not for one party only, whereas God is only one. 21. Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Another question. So is the law that was given to Moses contrary to the promise that was given to Abraham? Did it supersede it? Did it set aside the promise given to Abraham? Well, Paul's response was, may it never be. <laughs> we'll see that response a lot from him in Galatians and particularly in Romans. May it never be. And then he says this, For if a law had been given which was able to impart life, then righteousness would indeed have been based on the law. So what he's saying by this is the law was given for the sake of transgressions, to where we would know what the transgressions are, to where we know, for lack of a better term, what the rules are. If the law had been able to impart life, Okay, if it had been created to impart life, to impart righteousness, then that life and that righteousness would be based on the law. But it wasn't. Verse 22 is the last verse we'll look at today. It starts with that word which we see so often. But the scripture has shut up everyone under sin so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. We've seen this over and over and over. It's to those who believe. It's those who come by faith. He says the scripture has shut up everyone under sin. Quite often we think of the uh, uh, Mosaic Levitical law, the Jewish law, of only applying to the Jewish people. It was given to the Jewish people for the sake of mankind. Right here, the scripture has shut up everyone under sin. Nobody can say that they're without sin. Nobody can say, I didn't know that this was right or this is wrong. The scripture shut us up. The whole point purpose of that is that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ would be the way that we would be brought into right relationship with God the Father. That occurs in faith. That occurs for those who believe. And that faith itself literally comes from the Lord God Again, you know, I mentioned this several times uh, in times past. We cannot whip up enough faith to save ourselves. Even the faith that we have comes from the Most High God. And you start getting into some interesting words that you see all through Scripture, okay, of a predestination, of chosen, of called, of elect, okay, of things that were predetermined before the foundations of the earth. The bottom line with all this in faith and belief is at the behest of the Most High God. We cannot come along and we can't save ourselves. We just can't determine one day and get up and say, okay, I think I'll get saved today and think I'll be in right relationship with God. If you wake up and that thought's going through your mind, 
Hallelujah. The reason it went through your mind is because the Holy Spirit is drawing you. He is the one who saves us. So why the law then? It was added because of transgressions. Is it contrary to the promises of God? Oh, may it never be. Because there's no way that the law imparted life. Righteousness could not come through the law. But what the law did through the scriptures was it shut up everybody to sin. And everybody's under the sin. And the whole purpose is that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ is how we will be saved to everyone who believes. Again, I'm Dale, and I thank you so much for uh, being with me. Uh, do pass the word. Get folks to join us together, and I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.